Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to episode 10 of the Let's Go Viral podcast. I have an amazing guest here, Dara. Uh, Dara, you mind introducing yourself real quick? Yeah. Hey, guys. So happy to be on here. I'm Dara. I'm a full-time storytelling and niche coach for entrepreneurs, former journalist with more than 38 million views across different publications such as Yahoo, CNET, and things you may be reading right now. Good stuff. Yeah. Thank you for the introduction. And like, yeah, I was just going through Instagram and I came across your profile. I was like, yo, like I have to get around the podcast. <laughs> I love it. Especially like becoming like a new journalist myself. Um, I just like, I didn't realize how, um, how much influence you could have with your words. So uh, yeah, I love connecting with other journalists and um, yeah, just like hearing their story. So uh, yeah, I guess we could hop right into it. So I guess like the start us off, like you mind telling us a little, a, little, a little bit more about yourself as far as like how you grew up, your childhood and uh, all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah, thanks for having me, by the way, um, Dijon. Like, I think it's just so great what you're doing because um, we all have a story to tell and I think you're really practicing what you're preaching. So appreciate that. And I grew up in a suburban town in New Jersey called Piscataway and mm -hmm. kindergarten through kindergarten through college all the schools were within that like 10 mile 5 10 mile radius wow so i so it's like i always grew up in this small town but i always wanted to connect with people across the world mm -hmm. and i found that in a lot of ways growing up as this kid who didn't fit into social circles right i wasn't the most popular kid i was just someone who knew everyone got along but i didn't have my own girl group and so I wondered, what's my purpose? Why, why is life like this, right? But it turned out that the reason this happened was because I could connect to people individually, one-on-one. -on -one, and that became my superpower for being a journalist. Mm -hmm. I love that. And uh, I guess, like, uh, do you have, like, a specific, like, experience that kind of, like, were you able to, like, I guess, like, discover that uh, key insight about yourself? Yeah, yeah. So... I think middle school, I felt the same way. I was just like, I don't have a girl group. High school, I felt the same way. I didn't have a girl group. But mm -hmm. thing was in high school, I started writing. Like I started doing AP English essays and writing. Mm -hmm. And I noticed, wow, I'm actually like good at this. But then being an immigrant, um, first generation immigrant, right? Mm -hmm. Child of immigrants. I was just like, no, I have to do the stable career, you know, make the money. So I did business school, but I was working at a bank. And then one day I realized, you know, like I can connect to all my neighbors really well. I can do all that, mm -hmm. but something's missing. And I was, I just got this intuitive knowing in that moment mm -hmm. that you have to be out there not in the cubicle, you have to be out there meeting people. Mm -hmm. And it was that moment where I quit my job after commuting four hours in a given day. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's that, yeah, a lot of time on the road. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of time in yeah. the road. It like NJ Transit, like that was my, most of my like life then. Yeah. But I was just looking at the windows there and I was like, this isn't it. There's something more. Mm -hmm. So without a backup, I just quit. I took a risk. It was purely an intuitive feeling and then things unfolded from there. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love uh, just 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 kind of how uh, you went and you like you followed like you listened to your heart, you know, and you went yeah. with like what it like the direction it was pulling you in, you know, like 
um, I kind of like something similar. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I'm sure you, it's not like you got a logical, I'm sure the people around you, like your mm -hmm. entrepreneur moves may not have been logical in the moment. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You said one interesting thing back in uh, high school and you took in um, that AP class where you were writing like a lot of like essays and everything. Yeah. Um, what was I going to ask? I guess like, um, did you find satisfaction as far as like uh, writing in like a structured setting such as like school or like uh, creative writing in your own time? I think, honestly, I think the most comes from meeting people and talking to people mm. on my own time yeah. and taking the stories and writing it creatively. Mm -hmm. um, but it was in that moment where I was doing the essays that I'm like, there, there's something here. What is this? It's like, I'm really enjoying this. When I was a journalist, I did some freelancing. I really enjoyed learning about people's stories and helping them position themselves for their next career, next dream opportunity, just as a freelancer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the essays felt really good. This freelancing feels really good. I think we're getting closer to where we need to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I would say meeting people like how we're meeting is different you mm -hmm. know yeah. yeah and um I guess like uh yeah before we hop into like kind of how you got into your financial career I remember you mentioned about like uh, you're working that uh that job you, you felt like you weren't getting like satisfaction from that but was there anything else from like your uh childhood like you know like, from zero to 18 that you think also contributed towards like where you're at today because I mean look at like what people are at today usually something in their childhood kind of like uh sparked it you know yeah <laughs> yeah you're asking all the right questions because I was thinking about this today I think in my childhood I I mean I think I was an observer and I was actually very social but because I was I, I was put these labels on me where she's quiet she's well behaved this and that I had um I just assumed that was me. You know, when someone plays, you know, when people around you think you're a certain way, you just start living up to that. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. But I think I noticed when I would go out on my own into networking events, when I would meet people, be like even a smaller, a younger storyteller, or when I would talk to my classmates, this and that, I, I started taking leadership over projects. I started being extroverted and I think just coming from a zero to 18 period where I felt like I didn't fit in, I was judged before people even got a chance to know me. It, it inspired me so much to be my biggest ambassador mm -hmm. to be like, all right, if I have a dream, I have to go after it. Cause yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can't, you know, you know, gotta do it for me. Yeah. yeah. So if out of uh out of all like I guess like the fields and like things you could do like after high school, what made you choose like finance in particular? Yeah, so believe it or not, I really enjoyed I like I like I do like numbers. I do. Mm -hmm. But more than that, I think I was attracted to the business element of like, wow, you know, that that energetic feeling you get when you go into a room where you don't know anybody. Yeah. You go and you're like, I don't know who these people are, but I can't wait to just meet people. Mm -hmm. That really drove me because I saw business as a way for different types of people to come together. Little did I know that 
my heart was still tugging on writing a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so today being a storytelling coach, it's like, I have my business. Mm -hmm. Then I also get to exercise the writing and the interviewing in the business. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You kind of get the best of both worlds. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause I kind of, uh, I've kind of been having that same, uh, um, I'm kind of going through that phase right now. I got my, uh, I got the main thing I'm doing, but, um, I want to, um, my heart just wants me to like, you know, like write, write, like write more, you know, like, you know, like get that book out, uh, get that article up, you know? So like, yeah, <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Literally hey, going we were right supposed now. to meet today. <laughs> yeah, we were yeah. supposed to yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly how you feel. So um, um, when you get your uh, uh, a finance job, like how long were you there? Like what, what were you doing exactly with that? Yeah, I was there. I was honestly there for a year and a month or two. Then after that, I was a data analyst at a fintech company, mm -hmm. and that was still kind of financy. And then I did a, literally, then I did a bookkeeping job only for a couple of weeks, like barely anything. But um, I, I just knew something was missing. There, all I, like, what I did there was in private banking, I was in operations. So it's kind of doing a lot of reports. I would build the reports mm -hmm. of are we meeting deliverables? Are we meeting our goals? So I would create a lot of reports in Excel. And most of my days were behind Excel in a computer screen. Mm -hmm. And then on my lunch breaks, I would open up, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. Or if they do, but I mean, nothing bad. But during my lunch breaks, I would just open up news article sites mm -hmm. like CNN, um, New York Times, or like even something simple as Brown Girl Magazine. I would look at these sites. I'm like, I want like, and I know you, you would feel this, like, I want my writing on there. Similarly to how, when you publish entrepreneur articles, I'm sure there's like this feeling that you have when you click post and it's there. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So I was doing data analysis, but then my lunch breaks, I would stare at other people's articles. Yeah. <laughs> think of oprah and lisa ling yeah mm -hmm. yep that uh visualization you know that's uh yep <laughs> i love just like just like that that mindset training just like looking at like someone else that's already kind of like where you want to be at and just like envision yourself like in that spot or your name on that article kind of like you were saying right there yeah like i love that <laughs> i think there may be something to it right like mm -hmm. i i mean if you'd like i can share a really really quick story Oh, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can tell okay. me story. <laughs> so when I was commuting four hours in a given day, right, mm -hmm. to from central Jersey to Brooklyn, obviously journalism was in my mind somewhere. And I always visualized I I was like, obviously, there's many journalism schools. A lot of people don't believe in journalism schools. But for me, who came from finance, I, I just needed the people in the field to teach me what to do. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was, you know, I thought the investment was worthwhile, but mm -hmm. I really wanted to go to Columbia. Right. And at the time I was just like, it, it seemed like far fetched or whatever, but I would always visualize on those train rides, Dar Singh, Columbia university graduate, like something sure, like, yeah. And then but I can tell you this, from the moment I visualized it to the moment I quit my job, I was eight months unemployed. Mm -hmm. And I literally went through all these feelings in those eight months. I was building a journalism portfolio. And 
it literally, I was applying for jobs. Eventually I did get one, but I saw my friends climbing the corporate ladder and I felt like, you know, you feel a little bad. You're just Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, I feel so crap, crappy and shitty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Right. When I right that moment, right. When I was just like, oh no, maybe plan B. Then I get an email from Columbia Mm -hmm. and in it, they made it, they worded it to keep suspense. Like you got rejected. turns out I got accepted. And then it, Uh it was like, yes, finally. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, cause with um, one thing I noticed in life is that like um, you could pretty much like if you set your mind to something and just like uh, I think fifty percent of works is like mindset, and after yes. you get over that hurdle, um, you could pretty much achieve anything with, with by just putting in the effort. Like I could say, like I want to be on top of the moon. Um, it's ambitious, but I can like I can get there. You know, <laughs> you like, can. They have that yeah. program now too, right? Mm-hmm. The yeah. Yep. So, uh, so like, I love how you kind of like figured, um, just, just, just kind of how, um, you already like visualize yourself there, like mentally. And then like, eventually with you, like building your, um, journalism portfolio and just like showing up every day, you're able to make it happen. Was there anything else as far as like, um, visualization that just happened by accident, just by like daydreaming, or did you like learn that from somewhere? (laughs) No, I I mean, I know the secret was popular around that time, but I, no, I actually, I didn't follow it anywhere. I didn't do any meditations at that time. I didn't later on, I learned about all this stuff, but in that moment, I just loved writing. So I would, I would take a, um, even on a notebook when I was just on a desk like this, I'd write my name, then I'd write Columbia university. And similarly, I'm doing that for stuff. I want to achieve even five years down. I truly think there's power in writing down your desires. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You would know. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I did recently is um, as far as like business and personal goals, I write them all out. For the most part, I either hit them or find a completely different alternative that turns out being better, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but one thing I did recently is like uh, just kind of like writing out like um, like like the attributes I want to find like a wife, you know, and, 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 and like a spouse. So like, that's one thing I did implement it like two weeks ago. Um, so yeah, you know, yeah, I'm going to put that to the test. So yeah, like hundred percent agree with you with that there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It works. I, yeah, it works. I can tell you that, that type of stuff. Um, it works for everything. Like, but, but again, I do, but I don't believe in like hocus pocus either in the mm-hmm. sense that just write it and everything will come to you write it feel it do some do the inspired act do the work you know mm-hmm. and, yeah yeah so uh there was one more thing uh your journal uh lives in portfolio what did that like include like uh what were you doing within those eight months as far as like putting that together yeah this is this is a great question because i think if anyone's listening and wants to write like us this would help them but um, you can write for free on so many websites. So what I did was I wrote articles and I didn't force it too much. Things I love to do, I actually wrote. Like I read a book. I published an article about it in Brown Girl magazine. It's for it's like South Asian woman, but honestly, I think anyone can write for him. Mm-hmm. Um, assuming, you know, you have a topic that connects to their mission of diversity. Mm-hmm. I did that. Then I... I wrote on Thrive Global, which is a free platform, as you know. 
And I wrote about the alchemist in that. Mm -hmm. I went to a diverse, it was so random, but it was like a drag show in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I loved the artsy. I loved taking pictures with my DSLR camera. So I took pictures of the drag show artist in Brooklyn. um, And I created like a piece of photojournalism from that. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, there's so many free ways to build a portfolio. You go to events. You Thrive Global, Brown Girl, Elephant Journal. These are all free platforms. Mm-hmm. You get published. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one thing I noticed is that, like, uh, yeah, writing articles. Um, I write 800 word articles for entrepreneur, but like, wow, like it takes some, uh, <laughs> you really got to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Especially when you're taking it from like different lenses, kind of like how you were doing it. Yeah. The, um, I heard that SEO, I don't know if, I don't know if this is still the thing, but like SEO optimized articles are supposed to be like 1500 at least or something. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah. Yep. Something like 1500, like 3000 words. If you're really, if you're going for something super competitive, you know, with images and everything. Yeah. That's like, wow. That, and then people on Upwork nowadays, I was looking through just tasks and I saw that people expect that and then they their pay is not matching to the amount mm-hmm. of work <laughs> no. yep. they want like yeah. they want to pay you like 50 bucks it's like oh. <laughs> no thank you yeah you can, make, you can make that easily by just having a social media profile you know yeah yeah so so when you got into uh except into columbia uh what happened next as far as like um um you know like uh, yeah. taking your journal- journalism career to the next level yeah, so I was I was in the part-time program two years, worked at um, a fintech startup. And so it was great. I had a job. I was paying a little bit towards my schooling. Um, and I, if anyone goes into journalism school, that's a smart thing because it's a field that's super competitive and the pay isn't always high. Mm-hmm. But what I did was before I graduated, I got a job at Yahoo Finance mm-hmm. as um, a personal finance writer. And so by the time I graduated, I had some articles published, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry. And before that, I did a master summer internship at Sina. Mm-hmm. And I think the beats I wrote for Yahoo were just really popular, retirement and housing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would write that write for that. We would write for their sister site, Cache. Then I, after I think it was like, I think it was like 18 months. Then I went to Red Ventures, which is a really great company as well. And I was an SEO writer just for a couple months. And by that time, I already had my business going. So I knew it was the perfect time to just take a leap. Yeah. And um, with your business, when did you start that? Did you like start that? Um, Because I know you're you're, you're juggling like school. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you're like me too. We can't just do one thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, we got to, we're so multifaceted. Yeah, the ironic thing is we're so multifaceted. Mm -hmm. Um, I I did, I got my first coaching client 2019 from November um, on Upwork. Mm -hmm. It was to help her with her statement of purpose. But the process I used for her I used for like hundred more people and I used it in my speaking too. Same mm-hmm. process that was discovered there. Yeah. yeah. And that's how uh, 
So as far as your business, you started on Upwork, right? Just kind of like taking yes. gigs on there and building your portfolio. Yeah, I got um, on. I haven't made like a lot just from Upwork, mostly from IG and referrals. Mm -hmm. But um, on Upwork, yeah, I, I have done some freelancing on Upwork. Mm -hmm. So she gave me a testimonial. I put it on my website. Then I was trying to do coaching, life coaching. And within life coaching, I noticed the same problem she had, which was positioning herself. So then I started helping coaches. Then I started helping network marketers through a referral mm -hmm. and then other folks. So. And I think I know you're talking about as far as like positioning yourself. Could you like elaborate to the audience as far as like uh, uh, what that means? Yeah. So for, for the client, she wanted to change her career, right? She wanted to go from UX design to interior design. So I interviewed her to figure out, all right, this field is totally different from this field. It, you know, it's so different, even though it's called design in both of them. Yeah. <laughs> so how can, so I learned about her story. I learned about her story on how, learned everything in her story. We were on the phone for two hours. I was like, mm -hmm. I was asking her questions like I do, did in my nine to five then. Mm -hmm. And she told me when she was little, she gave me the full story. She would walk home. They weren't super well off. She'd walk home in Bulgaria with a broken backpack, like basically not the most luxurious clothes. Mm -hmm. And she would go to her room. And that's where the magic started in the sense that she'd start creating dolls from scratch the grandmother's sewing materials like all the stuff in her house and then when she would create those dolls you know test it out and everything she would give them to her friends to be like do you like this mm -hmm. and suddenly light bulb moment went on because I'm like if you think about UX designers they take a product and they tweak you know the layout and everything yeah. and make sure people like you and me are happy with it mm -hmm. it's user friendly so similarly she created a doll which was a product and she asked people do you like this like and she tweaked it so it's super two different stories but we brought that into it and we were able to shape her as this person mm -hmm. and yeah. as shaping her is that like um a personal identity thing for like yourself yes. or is it like how you present yourself out to the world as far as like your uh your story yeah so for her case it was a written story mm -hmm. like I was just helping her with her written story but with almost my clients now it's how they're presenting themselves in the real world and online mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and as far as um oh wait were you gonna say something <laughs> no, no 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 I was just saying so for instance what do you call yourself? What do you do? How do we weave together your story and your messaging? What words do we use so that people are like, how is she reading my mind right now? I need her help. Yeah. And as far as like, um, what difference does uh, that make in people's life by having, uh, you know, like really having that, um, that story really put together and everything? Yeah. Yeah, because we're always scrolling on social media mm -hmm. and we fall into comparison trap, right? Mm -hmm. So we start thinking that, like, we start thinking that we need the best technology, the best, we need to be like this person or that person. We need X amount of followers. Like, we start thinking all these things and we don't take action. But knowing that you have a gift 
that nobody else can copy, which is your story, right? Mm -hmm. Like what I told you about my childhood, maybe you can relate, but still your childhood is different, right? You have different characters in there. So when people realize the power that they have in their story, then they know that nobody can copy it Mm -hmm. and they can focus on themselves. They can walk into any room, give an elevator pitch, with a little bit of that story sprinkled Mm -hmm. and make their impact like yeah and how does that make you feel when uh you help a client kind of like figure out their identity their story and then they go out and they're able to make it like like a big impact both big and small you know like how does that make you feel it's the greatest joy ever like I have a client right now who recently got accepted into a speaking opportunity Mm -hmm. and when we first met um she she was very quiet <laughs> it's yeah. safe to say she was very quiet I want to be respectful for, to her she was she's super quiet and but what she been through so many years of silencing her voice after trauma and together in our time working together she's gotten the confidence to apply for speaking opportunities one of the biggest like when it comes to women memberships she just got in And we worked on her pitch. We also started helping her share her story on video too. So more people would want to collaborate with her. She didn't really have a social media presence to say before that. It was just some Google photos, right? Mm -hmm. So it makes me feel really good to see that where a person was, that we can be guides in their journey. Similarly, like people are guides for us, right? Mm Because we also have our mentors yeah. and we can also help those who are farther behind than us mm-hmm. yeah do you have like a customer like success like client success wall somewhere where you uh... <laughs> yeah it I um I keep an excel sheet a gratitude mm-hmm. excel sheet since I really started my business mm-hmm. and anytime there was a small win all the way to the big ones, I would write it down. Hey, like even when I got my first email subscriber, hey, one person opted into my freebie. But X bought my session suddenly. And then it went to like X bought X thousands, you know, pack. (laughs) But every small thing, like someone said something good, like, like even the small things, like someone was like, you helped me do this. I write that in the Excel sheet too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is so powerful. That's one thing. Um, it's called like just like um, you know, like um putting wins under your belt, you know, just by uh even like small things such as like winning a spell and being elementary school or uh becoming an ego scout, just like small stuff like that there. Um yeah. and just like logging those wins and having it like um I think I have a I don't have an Excel sheet. I have like a Google Doc where I kind of keep it, but 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 same thing, you know. Yeah. It gives you that confidence to um well, two things. It gives you um you you kind of wake up in the morning like I got purpose, like I gotta go out there, I got I got people to help out. And also let's see when you let's say um you're at where you're at right now, but let's say you want to shoot uh even higher, right? You could look back at your previous wins and that will give you the confidence as far as okay, like. If I just put in the work and uh, my mindset's right, I can go and achieve it. It's so yeah. powerful. <laughs> no, it's so powerful. I think I think I just got inspired to look at it today too. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, like as business owners, we're always growing. Like 
like for instance, um, I know YouTube, like you're like, I think Instagram too, but I know at, even on YouTube, like, you know, so much about that in addition to other platforms, right? Mm-hmm. I re- like, I recently got referrals a lot through Instagram, just due to, you know, people with more followers who really believed in my work and all this, but um, like, I just started on LinkedIn, right? Mm-hmm. It's new, but it's new. And I'm, even though I've worked with X amount of clients, I'm a newbie there in terms of a content creator. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's my level of growth there. I have to figure yeah. out like how that works, you know? Yeah. But if I can look back on that Excel sheet, it can be like, all right, you started here, you did this. Then you took this leap of faith here and let's see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For uh, LinkedIn, um, one strategy I did was like adding, I, f- I forgot what the connection limit is, but um, adding like 50 to 75 people a week um i connect with like a lot of like authors speakers speakers journalists and what i'll do is i'll just kind of like write out like um a super personal post with like me showing my face you know and that's kind of how i built up my linkedin audience and really nurtured it to build those connections so yeah um, just don't yeah just throw some game your way you know? hey that's, yeah, that's let's, what I did. yeah let me connect with you on there if i'm down yeah. to learn yeah yeah <laughs> i'll yeah. send your connection requests afterwards but yeah yep yeah, yep yeah, yeah, just some uh linkedin game there but um, I had a, a before we hop into like Instagram and like referrals and everything. I wanted to ask you like, how did you like reach? Um, that's kind of like the main question for the podcast. How did you reach uh, thirty eight million people through uh, your articles through all those different publications? Honestly, yeah, honestly, it was a lot because of the brand names. I'm not even lying. Like it, it honestly was. If just working, being a journalist for publications that people already follow gives you a boost Mm -hmm. and that's that's honestly the truth there's no um big thing around that but in terms of getting a lot of referrals from people who are well known in terms of my business Mm -hmm. that came when my messaging was in alignment before I was just posting life coaching content Mm -hmm. and literally nothing was happening I was just listing benefits that I was taught I restarted my Instagram from scratch. And since I put the first piece, it was came from alignment. Something that I love to do, had the authority to actually teach and connected to my heart space. People could feel that. So by 20 posts, got some attention of some pretty big names. Mm-hmm. And then they refer me to their clientele, to their um, audience as well. That's amazing. It's uh, and um, I guess with that, you know, like as you're because because um, we're leveraging like these big uh, brand names, you know, and like they got readers from just like all different like industries, just 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 everywhere, you know. Yes. How um, what opportunities? Uh, what, what I guess what other opportunities kind of like as far as like doors opened as far as that, like any cool connections? Uh, I remember you said something about speaking. You know, um, yeah, yeah, type of opportunities yeah. from that. You know, so my Instagram page alone has generated, my Instagram page alone has generated most of my revenue was the reason I was able to quit my job. And I did it without having so many followers too. Mm -hmm. And the beauty is that one, I, I think it all started where 
my first speaking so by by 2030 posts i had attracted the attention of an influencer who became a friend of mine mm -hmm. she was a client she enjoyed the work then she referred me to her audience um then later that year I was just on a Facebook group and I found a speaking opportunity for, um, she's a coach. Her name was Tracy Malone, her activation weekend. Mm -hmm. And I think I may have spoken in mem like, but that's the first event that comes to mind. I did that event in that same Facebook group. I discovered, um, women in business had the 2020 women thrive summit 800 people said they were interested and i think 30 of us got in mm -hmm. and that in itself i think led me to a lot of opportunities suddenly i got invited to speak at a podcast summit i'm not a podcaster but it was just about niching down because i help with that mm -hmm. i got ex and like i said 2020 women thrive summit most recently yeah, someone's membership, someone, people even paid me, which was nice. Mm -hmm. And then um, most recently, NJ.com asked me to speak for their um, cocktails and connections event. So it was really nice. Good stuff. You haven't done a yeah. speaking event yet. What what preparation goes into speaking? Is it kind of like, um, do you like, uh, obviously there's like prep, but like, do you, yeah. do you uh, go by like, bullet points do you just kind of like wing it I, I, I know some people they go like word by word like yeah. memorize like an entire like script I got training for it I did so the speaking that I've done most of it's been virtual but I um there's actually I did a pre I do presentations and mm -hmm. weave my story in the presentations mm -hmm. and for the net for the nj.com event I literally took a sample of that presentation and guided my group through it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I did get, I did invest in learning that. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. Thank you uh, um, for those answers and those <laughs> insights as far as like the benefits of, as not the benefits of just like the, um, just like uh, the positive consequences of just like sharing your story, you know, yeah. <laughs> and people wanting to hear you. And when I first started my, um, IG, I started sharing simple struggles. Like I know I have my hair blow dried today, so it might be a little hypocritical, but just <laughs> even um, I have curly hair, right? So I started sharing my struggles around how I used to not like my curly hair. Now I wear it here and there, like I do mix, but even just small things I started putting people connected to. They're just like, I feel the same way, so... With your captions, do you uh, max it out all the way, or you just kind of like keep it like nice and yeah. simple? Yeah, I know, I know what the experts are saying. They're saying keep it nice and simple, but the writer in me just likes to have a good medium. So I do the way I see it. Some people are going to watch the video. Some people are going to read the caption. So mm -hmm. I do keep the captions a little bit longer. That's what we like. I always max out mine. <laughs> Why not? It's like a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Trying yeah. to tell stories here. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So um with your Instagram, right? Can you tell me more about how you were able to kind of like um how it's been able to um really help you the most as far as like growing your business and expanding your network and everything? Yeah, discoverability I think is key. I think to be honest, I don't think you need 
thousands and thousands of followers. Maybe, maybe you should focus on growing. So for instance, I network in person a lot. So maybe I do have that leeway, but, um, discoverability. If you want to get discovered on Instagram, make sure your title's optimized. Make sure you have some social proof in the bubbles, your testimonials. Mm-hmm. Now you can pin post. So make sure you got a testimonial, your service and your story in there. Mm-hmm. You can pretty, just, and I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a social media expert. I'm a storytelling person, mm-hmm. storytelling and niching person, but even the, um, some experts, you know, as people flock to TikTok, as people flock to other platforms, Mm -hmm. not just have an Instagram now, just, um, I think it'd be a disservice, right? If we just told people that like, who knows, like you should be on more than one thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. So, um, if you look at even your Instagram as like a website or like a portfolio page, first impression someone's getting, in that first impression, you want them to see your story. Mm-hmm. Could be a reel with the voiceover, a client testimonial video, mm-hmm. and something you offer. Your yeah. Yeah, I know one thing I have pinned on mine specifically is uh, I think articles I was featured in. Yeah. The book I'm writing, I'm holding it. And also, I think my entrepreneur profile, this is kind of give like when people glance at it, they're like, oh, this is not like another Instagram page. This is like, who Legit. is this person you know? Yep. And then they go, yeah. yep. It's 10 minutes on going by. Yep. <laughs> I have to be honest with you. I have to be honest, right? Like, you know, Instagram, we get so much spam now, right? Mm-hmm. You get those bots in the messages that your message was actually in the unread tab. So I'm happy I saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. No, no, no. It's all good. When, and then when I looked, I was like, all right, this is, this is a person. It's not a robot. Yeah. <laughs> a robot. So, yeah. 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 I think that account it had around, um, I don't post too much to that trend watches account, but yeah, it had like almost like, I think like four or 500 posts up. So yeah. Yep. It's been around for a minute right there, but yeah, mm-hmm. I should probably, um, polish it a bit more to where it looks a little bit more legit, but Hey, it worked, you know, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> yeah. We're here. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. And I think in my message I also included my personal as well. So you can kind of see that like, hey, like um uh, I'm a like, yep, yeah, this is me. Yep, I'm not a bot. I'm not um yep. So um tell me about your book. Uh tell her she's lovely. Can you tell me more about that as far as like yes. uh, yeah. Yeah, I wish I had a copy with me right now, but um tell her she's lovely. When I was commuting on those train rides for four hours in a day, mm-hmm. I was going through a lot of, and I wouldn't say an identity crisis, but definitely confusion. I was just like, wait, I studied finance. I'm in this industry. Shouldn't I be like happy? Mm-hmm. Like I had, you know, people who I worked with were great, you know, but just something deep inside was missing. I had no place to vent my feelings. I would keep a diary since I was in second grade. Um, I still do, but I would take out my iPhone's notepad app and just start putting thoughts on there, just thoughts. And because it was raw and authentic, when you would look at the paper, it turned into a poem in some way on the phone. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I don't know what happened, but I was just like, I used to share them while I was going through my career struggles and all that. Even when I was unemployed eight months, I would share them with select friends. Mm -hmm. And 
one day out of the blue, I just posted on my Instagram, my personal one. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people liked it. And I was just like, wow, people actually like this. I thought they would make fun of me. Mm -hmm. It was like, the poem was like, tell her she's lovely because a flower without sun will perish in a selfish sea. Tell her she's lovely because a flower without sun will drown in the world's heat. Tell her she's lovely because this is the flower you dodged meadows, crossed um, <laughs> roads just to keep the last line is a little mess. Mm -hmm. But I put that poem out there and um, people resonated and kept on writing. Mm -hmm. During unemployment, kept on writing. And in 2020, I was like, all right, there's some poems on the computer. There's some poems on this notepad. I just want everything together. I wasn't looking to make money or anything. I just wanted things together. And it's so we you can Google how to publish on KDP, which you did. I know. And so we taught ourselves that and published it. And people actually bought the book, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, wow, I, I didn't expect this strangers random people bought the book people from high school like that I didn't talk to and it the book itself more than even showing me I could write poetry showed me that I could start something and finish it mm -hmm. that's uh I struggled with that growing up like I'd always like start something and then like uh leave like halfway through you know so it's nice that you're able to like just like and the book is a big commitment too it's not like something you could put together even the small little ebooks that's like a week minimum <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah it's definitely like a big milestone for sure and and how long exactly did it take you to just like uh write it edit it as far as like start from finish yeah so st okay start to finish definitely two years mm -hmm. or sit, sit, that no some honestly three years from because I would do it on and off most of the time I didn't even think about writing a book I just wanted to write when I actually got serious it took me like I think three took me a couple months I got an illustrator from um Upwork I got a book formatter from Upwork mm -hmm. Upwork's the way to go Upwork. the same as well yeah <laughs> I tried to get on Fiverr but then I I don't know. I always end up going back on Upwork. I don't know why. I feel like Upwork's more uh, personal. Even the people I worked with like two years ago, we're still cool. We'll send a message like, hey, Merry Christmas or whatever, you know. Oh, we're still cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think more people are on Fiverr? That's why? I don't know. I feel like Fiverr is kind of like um, almost like going... I feel like Fiverr is more like I'm just not a customer, but okay. like uh, uh, Upwork, it it's more personal, Pers you know, they're okay. kind of like work with me side by side with the project where okay. uh, um, usually like with projects, like something always goes wrong. So they're, so they're going with me throughout the journey, you know, and uh, because of that, we kind of like a little bond. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really the chat yeah. messages. Uh-huh, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's I my little that. theory. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that I am. Um, but yeah, these. Hey, there you go. We met our teams on Upwork, like mm -hmm. our our mini publishing teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And uh, with your book, is it just um, um, something you uh, publish for fun? Or, uh, is it um, like a lead magnet or? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. What what role does it play? It's. 
It was published for fun. On the back, there is a URL that I'm actually going to now, that had my coaching services on it, but I'm going to redirect it to it to my new site. Just take the old URL and redirect it. But it's become a lead for conversation. Mm-hmm. So when I when I go to, I went, was at an expo and I found that people came to me and the book started the conversation. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, and so it hit me where I'm like, I'm going to bring this book everywhere I go now, you know? So, yeah. yeah. That's interesting because I'm, um, when people look at my Instagram profile, the first thing they say is like, oh, you wrote a book, you know? That's crazy how you uh, say that. Uh, yeah. Huh, that's interesting. We have to like, kind of like, um, and I'm actually like, after this, I'm going to go and like read, like do as far as like my um, book promoting strategy, you know, I'm yeah. slowly like uh, writing up the chapters and building up an audience. But like, that is so true as far as far as like, it's being a like, good conversation starter. How did you, um, as far as like carrying it around, did you like, yeah, like how did you use it as a conversation starter? I just put it sense? on the table. I just, nice. <laughs> as an ex, I put it on the table and I, I was inspired by one of my friends who uses her book for speaking engagements and everything. Mm-hmm. And we just recently connected last year and she said, hey, if you published a book, why don't you ever talk about it? Well, I'm like, technically, I did talk about it before I met you, but then I took a break. But I was inspired by her because she brought her books to the expo. And I'm like, I I thought for me, I was just like, maybe I'll just focus on one thing. But you you can always connect the two. You can connect your coaching with your book. So I was inspired by her. Mm -hmm. And honestly, think about it. Me and you published a book, but we take it for granted in a lot of ways. Cause now that we see you can put it on, you can do it on Amazon yourself. A lot of people don't prioritize that they have a dream and they don't finish it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. One thing, uh, I don't know if you're going to write uh, another book. We'll get to that in a second. As far yes. as like future plans, but like one thing I did specifically for my, my big, big book, like the real one that I want to like push out as far as like, see how far I can take it. I put my face on there. So when people see it, they're like, wait a minute hold on <laughs> you're oh, like, like that, that's you yeah uh-huh yep to where it's even it, it stands like even more maybe a conversation starter so yeah like I would probably do that if you do plan on like writing another book which I'm assuming you will because you're a writer at heart you know yeah. as me <laughs> that's a really good tip that explains that's a really good tip I was reading um I just picked up Robin Sharma's um hero manifesto i forgot the name of the book exactly but i'm more than halfway through and he has a picture of himself in the cover too so Mm -hmm. if you're doing it if he's doing it i'll think of that the real the real book i want to publish that's is is connected to um will come out it's not tell her she's lovely but Mm -hmm. yeah 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 you don't have to um yep yep. yeah 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 yeah, yeah, you're all good yeah (laughs) Yep. Sometimes you gotta, um, I like just do it. Yep. Just, just do it. Keep it on a low. And then like, um, I like showcasing things when they're ready, you know, but, uh, sometimes I'll, um, like, like, like with the book I'm writing, I've, it's not done yet. I'm kind of like writing it like uh, in real time, you know, so I'm kind of using that to kind of like build an audience. So yeah, there's different strategies to it, but yeah, good stuff. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, as far as like Instagram, do you use like any other platforms specifically I, as far as like getting your message out? For me, I'm an events person. I'm just like an in person, like I might be a little old school. I love Instagram. Um, I have a baby presence on TikTok and I'm growing my LinkedIn baby presence. Mm -hmm. But I like events and speaking. I use virtual stages a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's so powerful too, you know, just like with the internet, Zoom and every, yeah, it's so powerful and cheap. And who? And cheap. You don't have to pay for like a hotel, um, exactly. dinner and everything, the, yeah. the, the plane ticket. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, and I, I know it's tempting. I mean, I get the advice you have to be everywhere and I'm just starting to do that, be everywhere, mm -hmm. but even even to get to here, right? It was just word of mouth, meeting people, getting out of my house and meeting people, mm -hmm. events, expos in New York City, um, virtual stages, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes. And I find that if something works for you, you just have to double down on it mm -hmm. and still be everywhere, but double down on the things that are really working for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, you, you mentioned about um, you are writing like a, a second book. Do you have like any other exciting plans you have in the future? Yeah. So I, um, I have a 12 week program called the stories to sales program. Mm -hmm. And my goal is to make anyone with a life story be able to like the process I do with people one-on-one -on -one for people to do it on their own. Mm -hmm. And I think my next goal is to just scale that, mm -hmm. um, scale that, do speaking and return back to my roots of writing, you know, mm -hmm. writing a, that book. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's just, it's yeah. just, like, it's the joy, right? It's mm -hmm. all you could ever want. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yep, you're helping other people, uh, seeing them get results. You're writing. Woo, yeah, you, you're speaking my language. <laughs> Amazing. And, um, I don't think I touched on your coaching services. Uh, uh, besides, like uh, the one uh, where you kind of help them find their I identity as far as like internally and the mess messaging like to the world, and that um, the program, the twelve week program you just told me about. Is there anything else you offer to people or businesses? Yeah, I offer, I have a small and focused product suite. I have the best selling storytelling intensives, which is that two hour journalism interview mm -hmm. to extract your identity and your message will guide you to, will teach you how to share your story as well. Mm -hmm. That's positioning and messaging. Um, that's the best selling one. Something I launched in 2020, and this is just the second round is the, um, 12 week story sales program, you get all of that most popular storytelling intensive, but I also walk you through now using the story to make money, like to create an offer and to make money. So you can get results like sales. Mm -hmm. um, and then I do have a self-paced discover your niche course, but that I don't advertise that much that launched last year with an influencer. It was pretty successful. Mm -hmm. Um, but best-selling storytelling intensive, 12-week stories to sales business coaching program. Mm -hmm. I like it. Like I have like different levels, like the upsell, like the little, uh, the prep. Yeah. $27 <laughs> course. Yeah. I have a $27 <laughs> course. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good stuff. I like it. Uh, two more questions for you. If you could do it all over again, what would you do differently? Yeah. Um, I in terms of my career path so far, I wouldn't do anything differently because I think I any experience I went through, I was able to borrow stuff from it and use it mm -hmm. for the next thing. Yeah. Like let's say I wanted after college, I want to go straight into journalism. Then I wouldn't have this whole entire story to tell, right? Mm -hmm. Um but in terms of coaching i don't know I, you know i think i could tell you and be like oh i wish i wouldn't have i think what i would have done is honestly speaking just honestly speaking i think i would have Oh, no, the nothing. I think everything was supposed to flow the way it was. I was originally going to say that I wish I would have invested in certain things later on. But if I hadn't invested in those things earlier on, then I wouldn't have met certain people. Mm -hmm. So I can tell you, oh, I wish I invested in this program later on or this and that. But no, it it was all meant to be the way it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. And then um, what is something you could do every day that makes you happy besides writing? Yeah. <laughs> what's, 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 yeah, what's number two? I'll notice <laughs> I, I signed, I want to play like a sport or something just for fun. So my uncle and me were talking, like we were, I went to my family's house and I think it's called like pickleball or something. Right? Uh-huh. It's pretty big here. And I'm in Utah. They okay. have pickleball courts all over the place. <laughs> okay. I went to Utah twice this year. That's funny. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but I, um, I, I think I just want to pick it up. I just want to do something, you know, like just for mm -hmm. fun. And yeah. One sport I need to pick up is volleyball. I'm good okay. in the front row, but like the back row, I'm just bad as far as like, let's say when someone spikes it, just like going in, like, and just like, popping it up you know you have a hard time some people got a mean hit you know so, yeah yeah I have a I have a mean hit but I can't go on my knees hmm. in volleyball yeah but if I were to do it grass over sand I don't like sand volleyball just because like I tend to like kick people you know <laughs> with, oh, uh, yeah, okay. with the sand yeah uh-huh yep yeah. I got a bad habit of that but yeah <laughs> amazing yeah amazing yeah, it's important to have hobbies outside of just business and stuff. I was thinking about that. Mm -hmm. So pick it, pickleball. What do you say? What do you call pick, that? Pickleball. Yeah, I'm just like eyeing it right now. I'm just like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Hobbies hobbies is an um just like time for yourself, mental health time is really important, especially like as a creative, whether you're like writing, making videos, um, writing ad copy, because sometimes you need that um that little pullback to uh, uh, reach higher highs and come up and write that that next story or make that um, just getting good, high quality ideas, you know, the I, I so agree with that. I think the best ideas happen when you're out there doing something else. Mm -hmm. you know? So Yeah. But uh, hey, Dara. Yeah, it was uh, great having you on the podcast for everyone uh, uh, watching this. I'll have all your uh, all of her links down below the, uh, in the description, including your Instagram. And uh, you can find more of uh, 
information about her services and what she does there. But uh, yeah, besides that, Dara, you have anything else you want to share to the audience? No, I really enjoyed this. And I think, hey, I think if anyone's trying to be a writer, you know, you can talk to Dejan. You can talk to me too. You got like yeah. so many folks to talk to. Um, I think it's just great. Thank you again for the opportunity. Would love to, you know, promote this with my audience as well. Oh yeah, we'll definitely do. Thank you for showing up. But um, yeah, that's it for this uh, podcast episode. Hope you guys um, got a lot of value from it and I'll see y'all in the next one. See ya. Bye. <laughs>